0: When the big moon shines in the maritimes on the old Atlantic shore I'll be glad to be back to old Halifax and a girl that I adore When the big sky is blue I'll be coming to you with a love forevermore Where the high tides roll on the rocky shores of the old Atlantic shore the fishin' nets hang and the buoy bells clang. You marvel at the stevedore's might.
1: It's a good song. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. Summer is here. I hope that's not a surprise to anyone out there. Uh, But summer has just got even better with the new ProLine offer where you can earn up to $100 in parlay tokens. Now, until August 6th, every wager of $10 or more on a two-or-more-pick parlay on ProLine that includes soccer will earn you a $10 $10 parlay token that can be used on a ProLine parlay of two or more picks that include at least one soccer event. Tokens expire August 31st, 2023. Bet on ProLine all season long at prolinestadium.com or download The ALC app must be 19 years of age or older. Please play responsibly. Also, also, excuse me, I do want to give a shout out to Proline uh, straight from my heart, straight from the company's heart. They did just sign on for another 12 months. So uh, thank you very much to Proline. We love your loyalty and we love uh, love working with you. You guys are awesome. So thank you very much uh, to Proline Stadium. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys are having a great day out there afternoon, morning, whatever time of day uh, you're listening to this. I, um, or, you know, the floods just happened. I was up at the cottage and I know I posted on our Instagram page. I don't even know, maybe a month ago that we had a little bit of water issue with the basement slash studio. Um, nothing really came through just a little water. The wires thankfully are all up on a table. So nothing really got affected. A little water came through, but that's just like any basement in the Maritimes or maybe just any basement in general. And I'm pretty sure basements are just built to be a little, you know, a little water comes through, put a dehumidifier on. You're good to go. Uh, You know, being up at the cottage and seeing all the videos happening back home in Bedford and I don't even know all the affected areas I know Chester like our cottage is out in Bridgewater so on the way home we had to go through Chester the the route took the route excuse me took us off the main highway there and you know you're seeing some roads gone you're seeing bridges collapsed uh, you know I'm not gonna go on and on from the things you're seeing on Instagram and social media but man it's it's tough to see people's homes being destroyed. it's been a tough uh, it's been a tough go here for the Maritimes with the fires, the floods. Um, you know, and countless other things that are are going on that I'm sure I don't even know about, but this is a community where you can lean on your neighbor's shoulder and you can bounce back and, uh, you'll be, you'll be just fine. So hope everyone's family is safe and, uh, and, and we get through these floods and we'll be just fine. Um. Today, in-house podcast, myself, Jeff Warburton, a lot happening in the world of sports, Jim Midgley, just named head coach of the Halifax Mooseheads, a lot of debate right now about the price of the Pittsburgh-Ottawa game and the price of the tickets, I'll give my take on that, uh, and much, much more, so without further ado, this is the High Button Podcast, I'm Justin, here we go, you know what comes next. We're going wow this is uh this is the podcast this is oh, we're not going okay we're going this we're is going? the high button podcast you know this is uh the high button podcast in the middle of summer has a little bit more meaning to me for some reason in the middle of the winter whenever we're doing the high button podcast you're you're just not that i'm not in grind mode but the high button podcast in the summer is just maybe a little bit more laid back to me i don't mind i just know what the listeners want in terms of in terms of sound going into their ears just a little bit more laid back of a conversation in the winter it's i don't know i think that goal was in last night for matthews oh i don't know Mm. i think that was a high hit by kachuk i don't know a lot of debating summer it's no 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 let's pull out the pitch and wedge on the par three and just see how close you get it to the pin you know just there's something about the high button podcast in the summer that i enjoy just a little bit more about uh in, the, in these months but anyways Jeff how are you how's the summer been treating you I know I'm talking about myself but to start off how are you how, how is everything
2: good good fantastic time at St. Avex you know a couple nice days here pieced together with a couple floods in between but all positive here
1: yeah the floods are tough very tough it's a very unfortunate well you know I was playing hockey the other day and someone was bringing up global warming. I just don't know enough about global warming to know if I'm a believer or a non-believer. Like, I don't know if all this has to do with global warming. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't do my research on it, but man, it it, it makes you think, you know, like you, I, we, I play hockey with some guys who are in, you know, in their sixties pushing seventies and they've lived in Halifax their whole life. And they're bringing up stories that, Basically, they're just saying, I've never witnessed these floods in the history of my life living here. I've never witnessed fires like this in the history of my life living here. And you just hear these things and you don't get nervous, but you think, man, if this hasn't happened in history, is it going to continue to happen in this province? It's just, it makes you think these, Mm. these disasters. Yeah. We'll see. I saw something
2: the other day. It was like Halifax, just the mother nature's punching bag this past year in a bit you know or nova scotia in general carbon tax
1: too everything's expensive the price of milk it's just halifax nova scotia atlantic canada it's it's it's, we we've taken a beating for sure and i say this time and time again we're the toughest we're the toughest of tough we're you know i don't say that to brag i don't say that to be like oh look at us over here we're tough it's just it's in our dna we know how to take a hit fall down and get right back up we know how to take a punch and not cover our eye. We know how to move forward in times of travesty. And I think a lot of it has to do with you know your neighbor and someone you can lean on, someone you can call, hey, my tire is flat. Do you mind if I just – can you come over right quick? I don't really know how to change a spare tire. Just do you mind – you got a buddy there in a minute. Yeah.
2: Hey, our studio might be underwater. Uh. Oh, honestly, like the, the,
1: I thought the studio was flooding. Like we, I just called my neighbor right quick. She came on over, checked it. No, everything's good, Justin. I was fine. I was back to normal at the cottage, drinking my my white wine. It was good. It was just <laughs> there, there's something about this part of the world that uh, is a comforting feeling. I think. And a lot of it has to do with knowing that if you are in the dumps, there is always going to be someone there to, to lift you back up again. And you can't say that uh, in other parts of the world. That's why traveling is really important that a, being a young adult traveling and seeing the world, I think is very important because you get to see these lessons of people. You get to understand people a little bit more when you leave your culture. If you grow up in Halifax, Dartmouth, whatever it is, and you know the people, you become maybe a little bit too comfortable to it. Oh, yeah. And you take it for granted. But when you leave and you go to other parts of the world and you see how people treat other people, you become very grateful, I guess you could say, for how this part of the world is, is run.
2: Dude, for sure. When I went to Toronto, I was all gung-ho for university. I just turned uh, 18, ready to go take on the big city. And by the end of that first school year, I was like, get me back to Halifax. Oh. Every single summer I came back. Yeah. Like you just kinda, it takes that going away and meeting the others. No, I like some people in Toronto, but, you know, like you said, it's what we're used to, so
1: here we are. And being from Halifax, you get to know the people, you get to know the community, you get to know a lot of things very well. Um, that's why I think Jim Midgley is a great hire for the Halifax Mooseheads for this upcoming season. I don't know how many years he signed for, what the contract is, whatever, friend of the show, Jim Midgley. Oh, There's something to be said about bringing a local individual to a local team, especially like the Mooseheads. Getting to play, I think I had eight games there. Having a local guy on that team, there was a little bit more push for the guy. There was a little bit more support for the guy. There was a little bit more, okay, how's he doing? But in terms of a coach, Jim Midgley is as Halifax as it gets when it comes to coaching the beautiful game of hockey.
2: He coached you when you were... No, we never you... coached. Maybe,
1: maybe like spring league, right, Okay, league. right. But if I go to a hockey rink and I look right and I go to a hockey rink and I look left, I guarantee I can find someone that's been coached by Jim Midgley. I had coffee with a friend this morning. We brought up Midge randomly, even before I knew this Moosehead thing. <laughs> and uh, he is ingrained in the hockey culture in Halifax. And coming off two years in the New York Rangers organization off a bench... I'm not saying that he didn't have experience before, but you better believe it right now that he is some of the most high-level coaching experience there is in Atlantic Canada. I don't know who else. You know, there's obviously there's some coaches that are coaching professional hockey in other parts of the world, but coming off a bench in New York where the hockey, I don't want to say pressure, but the spotlight is on the New York Rangers, and there's pressure on you. Definitely not as much as the Moose heads. But coming back to this market, being Jim Midgley and having those two years of the New York Rangers under your belt is going to give you confidence, and it's going to put more eyeballs as well on the Halifax Mooseheads. And I don't think there's a better role out there right now. Eh. Well, based from, from based on what Tyler Peddle said on that podcast, he said the Mooseheads are going to be doing well this year. Yeah, I, I didn't. Mm. I don't know too much about the Q, and so I asked Tyler, and I was like, "How are the?" Like how are the Mooseheads going to be this year? And he goes, Yeah, they're same as this year. They're going to be a contender for sure. So knowing that and knowing what Jim's going into can only be exciting for him and his family, and most importantly, the fans. As selfish as that is, it's it's about the fans. It's about the people that bring the money, that buy the beer, that buy the jerseys, get the face paint. Like you, you know, it's <laughs> it's all about us. But what we like as consumers we like to we like to judge we like to talk we come on this podcast we give our opinion that's what kind of creates society we like to share our opinion and we like to gossip and we like to you know share what we like to think um and it just makes it a little bit more exciting knowing that when you're bringing up these conversations a local guy is in play Jim Midgley is the head coach of the Halifax Moosehead a guy that knows how to win a guy that has been around hockey in Atlantic Canada for years now and now he gets uh, he he he's the he's the leading man now. It's it's very cool to to see and friend of the show as well. I think he's been on twice, um, and Jim just had nothing but uh, time. And it was one of those episodes when after the podcast was over, he stuck around for an hour. He was, he's one of that, that's how you can tell like when the podcasts are done. If a guy sticks around for a bit and just shoots the shit, that's how you know. That's how you know he's a good guy. I That's think, how you know.
2: I think he was my first podcast. Was he? I'm almost positive. I'm like 85% sure. Yeah. yeah. In that old Blue studio, I think he was the first one I produced for. And I remember he was going to New York and taking on that new, uh, that new gig. And like we talked to him before. And like you said afterwards, he stayed around. And I was like, wow, this is pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are, you know, 150 episodes later, or whatever, two years later yeah and he's the head coach of the Mooseheads. it's cool for sure
1: cares about his players that's all you want you want a guy that cares about his players and holds them responsible for their actions and i think with that method coming into junior hockey from the nhl is going to create a different environment for that dressing room knowing that there's a guy leading the charge that just he's fresh off broadway fresh Mm. off msg you're not going to listen to that guy you kidding me He's just around the best He's just around you just used coaching Patrick Kane 3 months ago. <laughs> yeah. Like you're yeah. me you're not going to listen to that guy? I don't know. I just think it, it creates an exciting timeline right now moving forward into when does the season start? October. October, October. yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it just it just creates a really exciting storyline for hockey in Halifax. Yes. It's very 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 uh, you know, it's a it's a great hire. You know, it's a it's a great hire. At the end of the day, it's a great hire. It's a great fit and it's good for hockey and it's good for Halifax.
2: And he coach, he was the head coach for like a season or was it half a season before I think after Ducharme when they were on the uh, when they were kind of on the the rebuild stage. So yeah. it'll be really exciting to see him come back with a team he can really get his hands on and try to do some damage with, right?
1: It's Cause... Jim Midgley. <laughs> it's Midge. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um you know, on another topic, Man, Halifax hockey is just booming. Just the coming off the World Juniors, moving into this year. I know it's tough to get ahead of all you know golf. You don't want to skip the summer, but we always talk about the future. Unfortunately, I'm trying my best to live in the moment. I under, I'm you know mm. taking a breath, but it's hard not to look forward to this Pittsburgh-Ottawa game. And when you're out and about and you're talking to people, talking to fans, talking to. Uh, local business owners, talking to friends, family, cousins. Well, I guess that's family. When you're talking to people, the common trait right now of this game, Pittsburgh-Ottawa preseason, is the price of the tickets and how pissed off people are. Now, Ticketmaster is foreign language to me. Ticketmaster is, okay, I'm going to a Leafs game. I guess I go to Ticketmaster. I'm going to a Habs game. I guess I go to Ticketmaster. Moosehead game, Ticketmaster. What? No, no, no. Tick, I thought I just went to Atlantic Box Office. Yeah, Ticket Atlantic. Ticket Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. Tick, Tick Master. Tick. What's it called? Ticket Master. Ticket Master. <laughs> what's this? So now, all of a sudden, there's a local game. You know, it's not the World Juniors. It's not the Mooseheads. It's a preseason NHL game. So it's foreign to a lot of people from around here because I don't, I don't remember the last time we had a preseason NHL game around here. I don't. I don't yeah. I don't want to at least 10 years yeah maybe it was like, i think i was at a detroit red wings preseason game yeah when i was playing with the max mm-hmm. so yeah maybe, i don't know 10 years. around there yeah and you're looking at the price of these tickets for a preseason nhl game and you're like whoa, whoa 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 wait a second here let's go to aircanada.ca and let's see how much a flight to ottawa or pittsburgh is let's sell let's see how much a room one night in a hotel is. And let's see how much a ticket is for a Pittsburgh Penguins game in Pittsburgh or in Ottawa. Mm. And you can justify going to Ottawa or going to Pittsburgh is just as cost effective <laughs> as paying a thousand dollars a ticket to watch a game preseason in Halifax to see Sid Ottawa. Now here's mm. what comes up. Here's the backlash. Here's the debate. Here's the Well, Justin when Sidney Crosby going to play in Halifax again. This could be it. That's a great great point you just made, Jeff. Well, Justin, if Halifax wants to grow as an economy and have professional hockey teams here one day, Mm -hmm. they need to be charging these prices. Jeff, that's a great point you just made again. The point I'm trying to make is that this economy can't handle those prices for a long period of time if an nhl team or if a pro team ever comes here i don't know what the thunderbirds charge maybe 50 bucks a game whatever it may be but it's 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 just not fair to the average family even to the average dude i've I've been talking to single guys that live in you know just live in an apartment don't have bills that are too high that just get their groceries their car payment maybe they got a gym membership no wife and kids and no wife and kids and they can't even afford it yeah so it's 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 that that's the part that eats me up is that the average hockey fan can't go and you know i I went i went to toronto this year to watch a game and you know i couldn't afford the lower bowl i was in the upper bowl and you look at the lower bowl and you 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 see those suits and you see those guys that are on their phone and you see those guys who are drinking their martinis on the third row and you just you know you and you just look at that and you go that's not an atmosphere that's not do you think that's what this game will be like saying that's what it's going to be like but if I go to this game, we have great seats, okay? We're, we're we're third row from the glass. We're on the side where Pittsburgh warms up twice. Like, It's a write-off, so whatever. I'll, I'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. it. It is what it is, but I don't want to go to this game and have an environment that is lackluster. I know it's preseason. I know maybe you might not be so thrilled to see I don't know, Ottawa. Obviously, everyone's going to be psyched to to see Pittsburgh and Sid. But you just don't want to go to this game and have people from Ontario flying in. You know, there's rumors out there that people from Ontario are buying the tickets and selling them at a cost to people from the Maritimes. And if they don't sell them, maybe they'll just fly in. I don't know. You just don't want this event to be corporate. You don't want the Nova Mm. Scotia showdown to be an event that you forget in a couple weeks. And that's the co- topic of conversation I'm having with people in the communities. That's it's preseason. I'm not paying 500 bucks for a preseason game, which I get, but man, Sid preseason, Halifax. I don't care. When was the last time Sid would have played in Halifax? I think it was like At second Tennessee. year in the NHL. Yeah. He had a preseason, maybe first second year. Maybe he had, a yeah. Pittsburgh, he had a, he was playing for Pittsburgh and yeah, I think they played against Ottawa. Actually, it might've been, Maybe Boston.
2: Dude, that's gonna be sick though. I like we're talking atmosphere, but just watching Sid from three rows up in the Metro Center or the yeah. Gosh Bank Center, that's yeah. gonna be uh that's gonna be a good one for Well you. here's
1: the plan. I, I don't even I'm not even I'll I'll show you my cards. I don't care. We have the tickets. I'm still working on a way to get into the Metro Center and then hopefully use those tickets as a giveaway. As much as you know, maybe people think, "Oh, I vote in sports; must be nice." You guys get to go to the game, yada yada. We're a company of the people. If I can get these tickets and give them to two people that win a contest, I will be so happy. Trust mm. me, I want that because of these conversations I'm having with people. They're not people aren't happy, man. If I was a, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Sarah. I'm, I'm getting married here. I don't have any kids. My mortgage, you know, I we make an okay living, but I feel for those dads. And those moms that just can't afford to take their kids. It's just just a bummer. Because I know growing up, my dad would do anything to bring me to those games. Anything. I remember going to preseason NHL games as a kid. I think I saw Montreal-Boston with my dad and my mom. And it went to overtime. And it was one of the most memorable events I've ever experienced, at least in Halifax. Even though it was preseason, it was just unbelievable. It was awesome. And to take that away from a twelve year old kid, uh oh, it's brutal. So I, I, I hope I, I hope uh I hope, you know, I'm not gonna give up my sources, but I got a couple mm. ways to get into the Metro Center. And if I can uh if I can use those resources then yeah, we're gonna use those tickets as a giveaway and then hopefully some people at home will be able to, to get in. So we'll see. We'll see. That's that's where my head's at.
2: Yeah. Stay tuned I guess. Stay tuned for that, hopefully.
1: Yeah. Um, I do want to. I I want to get into the hats. High button sports clothing. I'm not gonna lie, it's been tough to get off the ground. (laughs) High button sports. (laughs) There's been a couple discussions about it over the years. I have tremendous. (laughs) I have so much respect for like Alex McLean and the East Coast lifestyle. Like, I don't know how it's so hard. (laughs) I I don't know. The profit margins are like eight bucks. Oh. And then you're like, I gotta go. You know, I just.
2: It's the easiest thing to talk about in theory, but it's the hardest thing to just, like, put
1: and, like, get going and get the wheel rolling. So, here's my pitch. Can we lower the lights in here? I'm going to get dark. We'll do it like this. When you're buying a high-button sports, you know, piece of clothing, hat, long-sleeve t-shirt, short-sleeve t-shirt. You're not just buying a piece of clothing. You're not just buying a hat. Essentially, you're buying a statement. And that statement says, I'm done settling for second place. That sta- Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, I'm listening. That statement says, I'm going to go after what's mine. That statement says, I'm going to achieve what I believe. Why are you laughing? (laughs) I'm liking it. It sounds like a mission statement. It's good. So all you're doing when buying a piece of high button sports clothing, you're not buying a piece of clothing. You're simply making a decision. And that decision is to go after what's yours. We've done it here at the company. We're going to continue to do it. And that's what we believe. So one more time, when you buy a piece of high button sports clothing, you're not just buying a piece of clothing. You are simply making a decision to go after it high button sports that was pretty Dang, good there you go i thought of that i thought of that for like a couple days really yeah Dang. i was thinking of like making like a commercial out of it or something like have yeah, sometimes you yeah. see those like uh what are they cologne commercials you see like mm. brad pitt or johnny depp up there
2: nike just do it all that sort of thing you yeah know?
1: Get- well, i was thinking more cool well nike's yeah
2: I watched air the other day. I finally did my homework you gave me. Oh yeah. It yeah. Was, what do you think? Oh, it's good, yeah. I thought the um yeah, I thought it was a very good movie and it all took place in like kind of the one building that, you know, they went out a little bit, but to watch it just form it was a good movie, yeah.
1: Yeah, really cool movie. It's crazy that that's a true story. I think the most underrated part of that film was his mom. Mm. calling Nike and being like, No, no, no. If you wanna sign my son, he gets whatever 15% of the royalties or something
2: Yeah like that. well I mean that just changed the game forever right like her making that phone call and them agreeing to that I got to read that book have you read it uh shoe was it shoe knights or shoe king or something like that No it's the night it's like the whole story I think that's part of it but yeah that was uh that was a good one Taking Risks
1: Yeah, that's one era I wish I was alive for. It was like the late 80s, early 90s, just to see the Michael Jordan explosion over pop Mm. culture. That's one thing I never watched as a kid growing up was basketball. It was just so hockey straightforward. But I wish my dad would have sat me down and be like, no, 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 watch this basketball game. It's Game six, Utah, Chicago. I think it was game six. He hit that fadeaway. I don't know. But that's one thing. Yeah, I definitely wish I would have watched as a kid. And that's what I mean about memories, man. As a kid, it's all about kids. Kid, these are. You listen to this podcast, half the stuff I talk about are just memories from <laughs> growing up. Yeah, That's why I'm so passionate about this Pittsburgh game and the prices just being dropped a little bit because these kids got to get in there for memories. You got to have a little imagination. What's the best part yeah. about growing up? It's about talking about the past a little bit and talking about your childhood memories. Imagine being 12 and then you wake up one day, you're 35, you go have a couple beers with your buddy talk about when you're 12 years old you got to go see Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins play Ottawa at the Scotiabank Center
2: in this potentially last game played there
1: you know what I mean yeah that's that's... good job Jeff that Mm. was nice I like how you added that there but those are the things I'm talking about when it comes to that you just you need those memories for sure and hopefully it comes true hopefully I don't know I don't know if, if there is a way that those prices drop but it'd be nice if it happens
2: Yeah, we really got just a taste of what it's like really bad. Like, That must have been a strategic move for them to jump from Ticket Atlantic to Ticketmaster right before this game.
1: So from what I hear is that Ticketmaster is essentially a way to legalize scalping. Yeah. That's essentially (laughs) people are able to buy their tickets and then resell them on Ticketmaster at a surplus. And that's what people are nervous about with the Moosehead games is that that's going to happen there as well. So, if you want to go see Halifax versus Gatineau on a Tuesday, and Gatineau's good, Mooseheads are good, you could potentially be paying 200 bucks for a Moosehead game, which is outrageous. So, that's kind of the scare, I think, right now with the people, plus the price of milk, the price of gas, the price of whatever, the price of everything. Oh, yeah. The price of everything. You can't leave the house right Dude. now without spending 10 bucks.
2: Literally. Like, today, I wanted to go the entire day without spending money, and I came pulled in here, and it's like, no, almost out of gas. It's like, I made it so close, but... It's just the way it is. Every single day, you money. I
1: remember the days where I used to live at my parents' place in the suburbs. And I, maybe that's not the best example. But when you live like downtown Halifax, you can't leave downtown Halifax. You're, you can't leave your house without spending 10 bucks. You can't. Mm. You just can't. Imagine living in a city like New York, L.A., Everywhere you go, there's opportunities to spend a couple five bucks here, six bucks there, little two bucks here. It's true. There's just money being spent every day, every second, every minute, every million. It's just money, 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 money. Money's being spent.
2: Like how hard would it be to piece together three days where you don't spend a dollar? It would be impossible. Yeah. You could meal prep. You could have all your suppers made so you don't eat out. You could put a bunch of fill your car with with, uh, gas, whatever. But. You're going to have to go over that bridge. <laughs> you're going to have to pay that toll.
1: Speaking of, did you ever get those? Uh, remember when we were in Boston and, and oh. took pictures of your license plate? Did you ever get a bill for that?
2: Yeah, I think so. Did you? Uh, I got something in the mail. It's sitting at home. It was just like a thing. And it was just like, this is not like a gratuity. Gratuity? Is that the word? Is this is not like a cover. Like this doesn't count for anything. This is a notice. Like you're still on the hook for this. So how uh, much, do you know how know. much it was? No, I got enough Halifax parking tickets to worry about, let alone oh, ones from the USA. Like, suck <laughs> it, man! <laughs> Screw that. But what if we got to go back to the states and like, yeah, you yeah. come in, you got a <laughs> warrant your out for my
1: arrest. You got to pay your tickets.
2: I don't know. I'll, I'll take another look at it, but like, I don't. I think, uh, I think there might have been something, dude. I almost, I'm getting bodied with it downtown, man. Living like living downtown parking little story earlier this week I uh I got one or I got a couple and they were going to my house like my parents house in Bedford so then my parents would like relay them to me and be like hey we got a notice like you got to pay this ticket and I've been putting it off you know I've been putting it off and anyway my mom went in to pay one in person the other day and uh she was like hey I want to pay like one of my one of my sons just because like I was I didn't really like I don't know. It was like, I didn't know if I could like do it in person. And I thought I had one from the ice jam from when I had a temporary plate and I didn't know if that applied. So I was just basically telling her to go like check to see what the deal was. And they're like, Oh ma'am, your son has $200 in parking tickets and he's got a court date in September for them. And I was like, Ooh, so yeah, I'm going to have to go in and take care of that, I guess. But they add up, man. That's only like four times where I got caught out of two and a half months of living downtown. Funny. like i had the same thing yeah happen to me same court thing. date
1: court date for not for parking tickets for other things like just
2: yeah mischief
1: mischief but court's not fun paying the court's not fun that stuff's not fun no but so, yeah you just gotta do it
2: so my mom paid one of them and they're like okay that gets him out of his court date but he's gotta like come in and foot the rest of them so i gotta make a stop this week i guess take care of it but just one of those things <laughs> Oh. Dude, I got one at 5.47 the other night too. They stopped ticking at 6 and Buddy got me at 5.47. That one stung.
1: I was watching a show the other day in New York how parking is such a an asset. If you have a parking spot in New York outside of your house, sometimes people um, don't leave their house for weeks because their parking spot is so good. So they debate their social life. So let's say you have a really good friend and that friend is having a party Saturday night but it's all the way across town, you know, it'll take two trains, a limo and a helicopter to get there yeah. or you could just take your car. Yeah. Sometimes people will not go to events because of their parking spot downtown, how convenient it is. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. like they They value the space in front of their house as another addition of their house. So let's say your house is the size of this basement. They look at the car in front of the house and go, Okay, no, I can go sit in there for a couple hours. And it's it, this is part of m- my space in New York. That's yeah. how condensed it is. <laughs> and that just That's goes back crazy. to like traveling and just seeing the world and other parts of the world and being yeah. grateful to be from here. I can park four cars in my drive, my driveway oh, right now. No one would say a word you know? ever. Imagine? It's like, Jeff, I need you to go do this Chicago, you not know, Shebucto, uh, Bedford game. No, I can't. I got a great target <laughs> spot. Sorry, <laughs> you know, like. You imagine, dude. You just have man. opportunities out there to go do stuff. Nah, parking spot right in front. I can't. I can't leave that.
2: If out. I was in New York, there would be zero chance I would, I would own a car. Dude says zero. he'll never go
1: back. He, he was driving there once to go see. A, he went to go. He went to a Rangers Pittsburgh game. Yeah, and he drove there from Plymouth, I think. And he said he'll never go back. He's just like it's just. It's the most disgusting, most really? busy, most... Oh, no, I'd live there just, if I could. Would you?
2: Yeah, I would definitely live there. I've wanted to since I was a kid. I have to experience it. I've never been. Since the old Casey Neistat vlogs, buddy, yeah. I've wanted to live there. Yeah, those are sick vlogs. Oh, so, those are timeless time, classic. You've never been, though? Yeah. We'll probably get there at some point, man. It's... Pr- I I'd be curious to see your reaction to it and taking it all in. You'd like it though. It's it's like busy. It's like people trying hard. It's people caring about what they're doing. Yeah. It's people putting their lives into this shoebox apartment just so they can be part of the action and just so they can go see a free Post Malone concert at Times Square. Like, you know, it's it's hustlers on hustlers on hustlers. That's all oh, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't live in a shoebox unless you're a hustler, I feel like yeah you you can't be afraid to sleep on a couch you could take that same money move three states over and have a you know a semi home with it or have like a full home
1: i like boston Mm. boston wasn't that busy though
2: there was no housing downtown boston like that's what people say people don't live in boston like you live surrounding boston
1: yeah boston was good yeah but i'll go i'll check it out i'm not in a huge rush once i Mm. get there i get there i love my space you know I like to be able to put my arms out and not touch anyone. That was the best thing about the pandemic. People just gave you your space. Grocery line, airport, public transit.
2: You me, also love your space. deli sandwiches and pizza though, and they've got $1 slices on every corner and, and $3 Montreal smoked meat sandwiches on every corner. I loved that. That was one of the sickest parts for sure. It was like you're going up to your room. Oh, let me go out, let me grab a sandwich quick. Okay. Package up a nice New York sandwich. Three fifty. get a bottle of water for a buck with it, you know, stuff like that, like the little things.
1: That's the little things, man. A sandwich and a pop can make my day. Mm. If I go out and get a sandwich, pop, bag of chips, day is set. Pack it in, take a nap, it's over.
2: Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll vlog it when you finally yeah, go mean, there.
1: <laughs> I want to give a shout out to uh, dudes in the Penthill crew. Right now, they're having some flooding issues and... The Halifax McDonald's Alumni Golf Tournament is coming up this Thursday, which I am going to be a part of. I'm going to, you know. I'm Do you want going, me to follow I'm, you and film it? Maybe. That could I'm be fun. To, that, that, what, are you working Thursday? Well, no, it's I don't to, have to be. Okay. Um, and I was uh, looking at some snaps that Dudes has been sending me. And there's some water issues right now. But I want to give the, the crew over there, Wig, Dudes. All the other guys, I know who you are as well. The, a shout out to how hard you're working to get rid of this water. So when we're at a par 4, par 5, par 4, par 5, and we're driving the ball, the ball's not going to be plugged. Oh, <laughs> Even yeah. though it probably will still be plugged, but they're they're working to get the water out. And I know that it's not easy right now if you look outside in the sun, the heat, the humidity, the bugs, the insects. It's not easy right now to do what they're doing. Um, and not just Penn Hills to each and every single golf course out there. That's trying to recover from these disasters. I'm going to Brunello tomorrow. Ooh, that's going to be, apparently everything's good. Really? Uh, that's what I'm hearing. But I know how hard these crews are working, um, to make sure that, that we have fun when we go out there and golf. So I want to say, uh, thanks to all the ground crews out there. Keep, uh, keep doing what you're doing. We're thinking of you. And, um, and we're gonna get through this soon, and you'll be out there golfing, enjoying the fruits of your labor before you know it. So thank you very mm-hmm. much for all the work that you guys are doing, and uh, keep battling away. I just had yeah. to say that.
2: And if you see Justin hacking it down the fairway on Thursday, it was not his fault. It's the. uh right.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'll be fine on Thursday. I know Penn Hills. Yeah. It's open. There is some water. Now there's hopefully there's gonna to be tons of there's gonna be a lot of water now, but I know Penn Hills.
2: Is Penn Hills the one where the back nine's like right on the? right on the water there. Like yeah. Down a yeah. It's like a totally different yeah. nine.
1: It's, I forget what the front and the back is. Every time I go there, it's a different, the, the front you pass the you, highway, you, you go, the go other side of the road, you yeah. do your
2: first hole then you go across. Yeah. And then you come back around And the back. Nine's like all behind the clubhouse, like yeah. right on the water there.
1: Yeah. yeah. But no, yeah, exactly. It feels like a different course completely. Yeah. yeah. Great course though. So much fun. You just got to make sure it's dry. That's the only thing. Mm. So hopefully everything works out for Thursday. Cause I've been talking to some guys that are playing. Everyone's looking forward to it. Halifax Max, it's a brotherhood. We all uh, stand up for each other. We all got each other's back, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Thursday is going to be a great time, and I can't wait to get out there and hopefully make a couple birdies, a couple pars. You know, a bogey's going to come. I know that. Hopefully stay away from double bogeys, but – We'll see what happens. I'm not you know, I don't have high expectations, don't have low expectations, I'm just going with the flow like I do. That's just that's gonna be that's just what I'm gonna do. And the weather's looking great, the beer's gonna be cold, it's gonna be on ice, gonna be in a cart, gonna put my clubs on the back. You know what I mean? Is it a charity?
2: event or what is the deal do they just do it every year is annual is there anything like what's the i don't know is it just to get the old max back together i
1: don't look at the fine print i just say (laughs) here's my money you know i don't know but it's it's gonna i think it just raises money for the team i'm pretty sure so that's uh that's that's what's gonna happen and we're gonna play some golf and we're gonna have some fun so it's gonna be great
2: they had a nice tweet about our co-worker there the other day that was actually how i found out about the uh the question the big popping of the that was how i found out was through the max twitter which, yeah which is respect man good for them they, like they kill the social media well, that's game. what
1: i mean about the max it's a it's a brotherhood it's a they you know they don't dude i know cliff runs that twitter account i'm pretty sure cliff does if he doesn't then i apologize but i'm pretty sure he doesn't he keeps up to date on the birthdays the engagements all that it's it's a great team to be uh to be a part of it's a great, it's a great alumni group. Let's just say, I'll, you, I'll say that. Yeah,
2: you know that's not easy, man. Keeping up with those accounts, the amount of Twitter accounts that have come and gone for sports teams, you know, and anyone in general. Like, yeah, they do a good job over there. But yeah, that was, uh that was really, that was a happy moment when I saw that tweet for sure. I just yeah. got, I just got to say, because I didn't like, you know you know we're kind of privy to it but i didn't i didn't have any you know insider baseball knowledge on it but i was i was having a bit of a rough day i had to go to a, f- a funeral last week my first funeral ever um and it was for it was to support someone who's pretty who i'm pretty close with and it was just not really an easy uh it wasn't really an easy week last week and an easy weekend to see that sort of thing but when i saw dude dude on one knee with that big smile in that picture man it, it definitely uh it definitely really cheered up cheered me up and made my day so i was so happy to see that genuinely like i was just yeah i love dude i think the world of him so that was awesome to see
1: yeah he, he was just as happy <laughs> big weight off his shoulders so. yeah yeah oh that was great how was much great. time are we at right now uh 38 38 minutes yeah all right then that's fine with me um i do want to talk really quickly um about the upcoming season some of the challenges that we're going to be facing and maybe how you, some of you guys can help us out we do have some contracts in uh Moncton and cape breton live streaming um i am going to put an ad out there officially for us hiring but we do have you know what do they call growing pains Mm-hmm. We have growing pains coming up this year, and we're excited to face them. We're not going to run and hide and turtle and say, no, sorry, I'm not, I don't want to do that. It's we're not gonna, the high-button way. No, it's not the just like the hats. You're not just buying a, a piece of clothing. You're making a decision. And we're making a decision to take our hiring, uh, I don't want to say problems, hiring uh, conflicts. We're going to take our hiring conflicts and face them head-on. And we're going to go out there and find some of the best people possible to run our company in New Brunswick and in Cape Breton. So if you have experience in commentating any sport, I don't care if it's hockey, lacrosse. I don't care if you commentate your grandmother knitting on Sunday afternoons, whatever it is, uh, shoot us an email. Cameraman. You know how to hold the camera, go right, left, maybe a little zoom every now and Mm -hmm. then? Fire us an email. We are looking for people that will not call in sick an hour before the game. We are looking for people that have winter tires on their car. (laughs) We are looking for people that are looking for a new challenging experience. We are looking for people that enjoy traveling. Just because we're looking for someone based in New Brunswick and Cape Breton does not mean that we will take you out of your comfort zone into other parts of Atlantic Canada where we have to work. We are slowly growing into other parts of Atlantic Canada and across Canada. And I'll I'll just say there's some other parts too. I'll leave it out. But we're growing and we need uh, need your help. So this is not an official hiring thing. We're going to put out like a video or something to where to email and stuff. But if you are in the Moncton area, if you are in the Cape Breton area and you have some of the skills that I just listed off, please email the high button at gmail.com. That's the T H E high H I G H button B U T T O N at gmail.com. That's the high button at gmail.com. If you have any of those skills, we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to Uh, come up with a solution on how we can work together in the next 12 months because there's going to be a lot of exciting things happening with this company. If you don't believe me, just stick around and watch and, uh, and and you'll see, you'll, you'll miss the opportunity because it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, email us. Appreciate it. Jeff, do you want to say anything as head of our live streaming guy? If you're tech savvy,
2: (laughs) that helps. And uh, you know, if you want to be the voice of the Cape Breton West Islanders, then uh, let's make it happen. Are we allowed to say this? well they committed well they committed to do it yeah
1: (laughs) so all right fair enough so yeah there's (laughs) they said they're doing it all right fair enough so yeah that's exciting stuff right there okay so uh let us know and then we'll move forward we're gonna have a trip up to cape breton to interview i don't know we're hoping to get like five people interview the five people and then pick one or two that's that's the plan so we'll take a trip up to cape breton maybe two three weeks before the season starts hire train you'll definitely get a free high button sports hat out of it and <laughs> gear. So that'd be pretty sick. That's a perk of it. Yeah. I'd be psyched. Yeah. If I was an up and coming like broadcaster, a camera guy, I'd be high button sports would be sick to work at. It's nice. of nice.
2: It's pretty nice. We've got, we've gotten some good guys over the past couple of years, but it's time to move out of HRM. That's all right. We'll be fine.
1: I'm not worried. Me neither. You shouldn't be worried. No, I'm not worried. Um, <laughs> Golf games, the same, nothing better, nothing worse. Watch the open open was great, terrible conditions, but apparently that's what they're looking for over there in Liverpool. That was a lot of fun to watch. Some of the (laughs) things that they do over there with the, the rough on the right and these pro courses, it is unbelievable how good they are. And they can get out of rough. That is like seven inches thick. You go to Brunello, you go to any other course. The rough is like maybe an inch, an inch and a half, two inches max. But you see these guys chipping out of weeds where you can't even see the ball and somehow they put it on the green 10 feet from the pin putting for birdie. You just look at it and you go, I have no shot in hell of becoming a pro golfer. Like you just look and you just, don't get me wrong, there's things in this life that I look at and I go, I can achieve that if I work at that. I look at that, those shots when they're in the, the weeds and they chip on for their second shot. I look at that and I go, I'll never be able to do that. Mm-hmm. That's something I surrender to. I just will never be able to do that unless I hit the fairway every time. Even if I hit the fairway, I'm out on the green in two. But man, it's it's just impressive watching these pro golfers go at it time after time after time. I shouldn't say time after time after time. I should say mistake mistake after mistake after mistake. And they're still able to recover. And they're able to recover with millions of people watching at home and hundreds of people watching to their right and left. People yelling at you. People saying, you can't handle this. People saying, you don't have the stones to make it to the green right now. You better lay up. <laughs> people yelling at you saying, you know, Nike sucks. Why would you go with them? You should have stuck with the D. You know, just people just chirping whatever the hell they want at you. And then you got a chip out of the rough, onto the green. <laughs> I can't do that. No chance in hell. I'm going to stick the podcasting in my basement. That's just good with me.
2: Dude, yeah. Those sports like golf, tennis, and baseball where it's all mental and it's all like mistake- Based and coming back from those mistakes is just—it's another—it's
1: just another planet how those guys are able to do it. Imagine, no. (laughs) Every move you make, someone's judging. Every swing, why do you why do you hit a pitching wedge? You should have hit an eight iron. Yeah. Oh, why did he putt from there? He should have chipped from there.
2: And like golf, especially, like it takes like what two bad shots for you to be out for the weekend? You're toast. You're out for the weekend. Like tennis, you know, another mental game, but. You can bounce back. It's a four-hour game sometimes. You know, you can get into a baseball team game, a little different. Golf, you could toast yourself in two shots. You know, you could make your weekend in two shots. You're it's toast. Just, there's nothing like it. It's toast.
1: That's one thing I don't like about golf either, when tournaments come around, is you don't know if you're in the lead or not. I know you can look at the leaderboard and you can check every now and then. At least tennis, you know who you're playing against. Mm-hmm. Hockey, you can look at your competitor. Fencing, you're looking at your competitor. Lawn bowling, you're looking at your competitor. Basketball, soccer, um, pickleball. Mm. I said fencing? Yes. Every other sport, you're looking at your competitor. Golf, you're not really looking at your competitor unless you look at the scoreboard. There's something to be said there. There's something to be said there.
2: Is this an actual tournament the Max thing or is it just like like are they gonna keep it? Yeah, it's a scoring? scramble. Okay, okay. So you're playing for something. It's not just getting all the boys out.
1: Yeah, I don't know what we're playing for. I don't know if there's a trophy or if it's just bragging rights or mm. I saw a dormy head cover on there, like a custom max dormy head cover. I don't know what that was about, but there's there's you're definitely playing for something, whether it's bragging rights or a trophy or twenty dollar gift certificate to McDonalds. There's something to be there's something on the <laughs> line. I just don't know what it is yet. And I'm kinda glad I don't know because if I knew maybe I'd
2: Oh man, I wanna come film you so bad for it and, come just, film. and just get like your emotions throughout the day. <laughs> like I you're definitely gonna have some good
1: sound bites out there. I gotta rush so I got I think the tea time's at shotgun start, I think is at one. And I have a dinner at the bicycle thief at seven. Oh yeah. And if I don't make that dinner, I'm in shit.
2: Would you get would you mic yourself up if I filmed it?
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Or at least like a couple of the holes.
1: Yeah. If you want to come, feel free to come.
2: Oh, man. It's just intriguing. It's just like, you know, having all those guys. Okay. But just know
1: it's not going to be lovey-dovey Justin. It's going to be... No, I Jeff, know. Jeff, get out of my face. I'm about to chip on for power here. You know, like... Yeah. Just know I could get a little... <laughs> why are you laughing? I'm not joking here. I could get a little pissed off. And maybe the fans don't want to see that side of me. I can handle it. There. Um... All right, I think we're going to wrap it up there. How much time are we at right now?
2: 47.
1: Yeah, I'll wrap it up. All right, everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, Godspeed. Summer's here. Have fun. Work hard. We're
0: I'll be glad to be back to old Halifax and a girl that I adore. When the big sky is blue I'll be coming to you With a love forevermore Where the high tides roll On the rocky the fishing nets hang and the buoy bells clang and marvel at the stevedores might and the big empty ships from the docks they slept away in the silence of night how i reminisce your goodbye kiss standing in the shady door. i'm coming back home never more to roam from the old atlantic shore the big moon shines and the maritimes on the old Atlantic shore. I'll be glad to be back to old Halifax and the girl that I adore. When the big is blue, I'll be coming to you with a love forevermore. Where the high tides roll on the rocky shores of the old Atlantic shore so long ways down to halifax town where the great white seagull flies but the big blue sea it's a calling to me come back to your big blue eyes i can feel sea breezes coming through the trees i can hear the oceans roar I'll be home tonight dear, to hold you tight on the old Atlantic shore, when the big moon shines in the maritimes on the old Atlantic shore. I'll be glad to be back to old Halifax and the girl that I adore, when the big sky is blue, I'll be coming to you with a love forevermore. Where the. The rocky shoes of the old Atlantic shore, where the high tides roll on the rocky shoals of